So uh, I'm not surprised to see that Rob has not joined yet. Um, he might be sleeping still. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start by just talking through uh, uh, you know transitioning into to what happened on the field. Um, London was amazing. So I highly recommend folks to get the chance take that trip. Um, you know, go all around. Uh, you know, Paris, Amsterdam, wherever you want to go. It was, it was awesome. And Seahawks fans, guys, it was a lot like the Super Bowl in New York in 2013. Like semi semi-neutral field, Seahawks fans everywhere, and they just dominated from pretty much the opening snap. I'm curious, like when we talked last, um, I was pretty confident about them blowing out the team. I think you guys were feeling a little bit more pessimistic that it was going to be a closer game than it should. How did you feel on the other side of it? Uh, Nathan, maybe we'll start with you. Yeah, I got thrown off the scent a bit by the way Oakland played against Cleveland the week before. I mean, I think they largely played poorly, but they ended up putting 40-plus points on what I thought and what maybe still is a pretty good defense. I'm not really sure where the Browns are right now. Um, and then they were rated really well by uh, football outsiders and passing offense, which, again, probably should have probably should have known on that one that, you know, don't be too worried about a Derek Carr offense, but – I mean, on the other side of it, it they that that was it, it wasn't the biggest point differential I've ever seen, obviously. But I mean, that was one of the better ass kickings you're gonna see. I mean, that that Raider team at no point felt like it was going to do anything. It was kind of similar to the the Dallas game, but even more dominant, I think. And I I, I don't know. I thought that I think Oakland probably did not handle the trip well um, just by how poorly they showed up. Um, I thought that might've been a factor for Seattle too. And that was kind of what I thought maybe would cause it to be a closer game. But I mean, they just, they had their way with Oakland and Oakland had, had nothing, no answers and really looked like they probably packed it in pretty early in that game. So it was uh we, we've been talking about wanting a nice relaxing game for a while. And I think we got it for sure. Jeff, how about you? Uh, I was still a little spurned by the game plan of that Arizona game, so I was just expecting the worst just because of how dumb that game plan was from the coaching staff. And I just was so worried that they were going to do that again and just try to play them close and hope they screw up. But I was wrong. I was wrong. They dominated the line of scrimmage, and I don't think any of us expected that pass rush performance based on what they had been the previous five games. But you saw what having a Tom Cable line looked like. We've been seeing it for years. And <laughs> Frank Clark and Jaron Reed and Brandon Jackson and those guys just did what other teams have been doing to Seattle all these years. And we thought Tom Cable was bad. He might be worse than we even thought based on how the Seattle line's playing. And really the one thing I wanted to see was to see what we saw in the Rams game, especially offensively, carry over. I was just worried it was kind of a fluke. It was an outlier. They were just motivated for a division game and how they've stepped up. And they looked like they looked on off offense and they got better quarterback play and the receivers were getting – Doug Baldwin looked better. And basically they looked like the team we kind of expected to see offensively in the preseason. And they've kind of – three of the last four games, they've looked consistently up front. They've looked like they've had a running game. The play-action game is going. Russell's playing like the guy we thought he would play. And – yeah, they just smoked them, and it was refreshing as hell to see, and I'm happy I was completely wrong about it. 
Evan, uh, first thing I have to ask you about this game is, is who started at right tackle for the Seahawks? <laughs> You're going to regret this so much. I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly because I owe it to him. <laughs> yeah, get well ready. It's Jermaine oh Ifetti. Oh. Did I get it? I think so. Do we actually know if that's how you say his name? I mean, that's how everyone says it, but is that, like, right? We we do know that. Okay. Uh, I, I heard him correct, or, or uh, he was asked that on his, one of his rookie season interviews. And, uh, oh, Mr. oh, Mr. Ifetti, every game you do not fall start or have a holding call and you continue this amazing play, I will continue in honor of you to pronounce your name correctly on the Hot Blogger podcast. I know that's super important to you, but I promise to uphold that tradition. <laughs> so now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, I mean, one thing was the the, the Raiders' deep, uh, offensive line getting trashed by the Seahawks. Um, Evan, how did you feel about the Seahawks' offensive line and, and how the offense looked in general? I have three words for you, Brian, and this may be because of the line, but fuck Tom Cable. Brian, I don't want to hear any BS argument from you for the rest of my life saying how Tom Cable was not the death of the Seahawks. BS. This game was therapeutic. This game showed you why Tom Cable single-handedly prevented the Seahawks from winning a second Super Bowl, and if not more. I never want to hear that BS argument again. Tom Cable is trash. John Schneider, I love you, but when you said John Schneider or Tom Cable was the best offensive lineman coach in the NFL, you lied to our faces. You lied to the Seahawks fans. You lied to every NFL fan watching that press conference. F Tom Cable. I, I, no, one of the things we talked about coming into the season was Mike Solari and the impact he would have on this team. The, the turnaround of this offensive line is insane. I, or Brian, you, pushed some stats from pro football focus. And I like referencing PFF when they confirm my priors, but basically they said something like the Seahawks offensive line was like top five in you know, pass protection efficiency or something like that. Our red zone offense is number one in the NFL in terms of efficiency guys, this offense is good. Get used to it. This is a high tech offense. Brian Schottenheimer has come to stay and he has come to ball. We're going to the playoffs, boys. Get used to it. The talk isn't ending. <laughs> the talk is ending. Well, you know, I I, uh, I love it. I think uh, <laughs> I think that that uh, part that I, I'm really curious about, though, is um, you know, you got something like PFF, who's who's got the Seahawks as number one, this offensive line's number one in the NFL since week three, since DJ Fluker started playing in, in pass blocking efficiency. Yeah. You've got PFF ranking the Seahawks as the 28th best offensive line in the NFL. You've got football outsiders. That's got Seahawks offensive line ranked number one or number two in power, which is like short yardage plays, uh, goal line plays, things like that. Um, you've got them ranking the Seahawks line as like 18th or 20th. You've got the ESPN who's got the Seahawks offensive line ranked fifth by uh, actually it might be fourth in terms of individual pass blocking efficiency and how they track for, for offensive linemen blocking for at least two and a half seconds. Um, 
or for up to, I think it's, yeah, something like that. And yet they've also got them as the 28th ranks, you know, team in terms of allowing pressures. So my eye test is that the Seahawks offensive line looks like one of the 10 best in the NFL. And I think that, that Mike Solari, if it was possible for an assistant coach to win coach of the year, I think that you could honestly make a case uh, for Mike Solari doing one of the most impressive coaching jobs uh, in the NFL. And, and I'm curious, I see Nathan smiling, which makes me immediately want to go and hear what you have to say. What are you thinking, Nathan? That would warm my heart so much. If, if Solari got coach of the year just for turning around the train wreck that Tom Cable had been for so many years, because I mean, there, you can't say it enough. Fuck Tom Cable forever. Thank like you, Nathan. Jesus Thank Christ, this team. Thank I don't know. Thank it's gonna give me an aneurysm just thinking about all the people I had to argue with of whether Cable was good after they just churned out trash line after trash line. And surprise, that fucker is gone, and they know how to play football all of a sudden. Like Jesus, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I'm all aboard the, I, I think we're, I think we're, I'm being honest, I think we're, we're probably jumping ahead a little bit here. I think we probably forgot what Von Miller and Khalil Mack and, I mean, they're very good players, so they, they get theirs, but we're maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the idea of Solari winning coach of the year would be the greatest moment in Seahawks history. <laughs> can, we, can we highlight a certain player real, real quickly? Did you guys see DJ Fluker's interview post the Raiders game? That man is a badass, and he scares me. He legitimately scares me. F Aaron Donald. I'm not afraid of Aaron Donald with DJ Fluker. <laughs> he can bring it. That's, that's, that's the mentality we needed on this offensive line, and we never got it under Tom Cable. Uh, look at the Raiders. The Raiders have been one of the best offensive lines the last three to five years. They, they looked... They looked like the Sal Webb offensive line in London, right? Yeah, explain that one, Tom Cable defender, Brian Nemhauser. Colden Miller, that was <laughs> I would say that, that they're they're missing a few people, but but um that's the handpicked Tom Cable left tackle. Oh yeah. Like guys, if, if first of all, let's be really clear that the first person who wrote anything about and broke that Tom Cable had never had a pass blocking offensive line through his NFL career above the 20, uh, 26 rating is right here. So I, I am fully aware of Tom Cable's blind spots. And I certainly was not happy when they drafted Jermaine Effetti or any number of other choices that they made. I was even happy when they drafted James Carpenter. But I will not re-legislate because I, I like the direction of the conversation and there's no point in having a, a debate about defending Tom Cable. But... Yeah, I thought the, the the Raiders' offensive line was bad. The Seahawks have faced some bad offensive lines. The, the Cardinals' offensive line is trash. Like, I don't think the, the Broncos' offensive line is that good either. And yet, what the hell happened? Like, all of a sudden, they were, like, shot out of a cannon. I don't know if they came out with a different uh, defensive scheme where they were, like, much more aggressive in their pass rush as opposed to kind of holding a specific position. I, I don't know if that's makes any sense at all but i mean frank clark was a he had a huge advantage and he took advantage of of, of that matchup 
But I thought Jacob Martin looked pretty good. Like, he hadn't been playing. Rasheem Green, you know, he's been injured, but when he was playing, he wasn't making a big difference. Deion Jordan was playing uh, in the past when he was, wasn't making a big difference. Brandon Jackson and Jacob Martin, I felt like those guys took advantage of their opportunity to get snaps, and they made me feel like, hey, if, if, if uh, you know, Deion Jordan and Rasheem Green come back and they're not producing, put them on the bench. Like, I'd like to see some of these guys get, get more reps. I think they've earned it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't get too excited and start making personnel decisions off of how you did against the Tom Cable offensive line. Like, I mean, it's kind of a joke, but it's also kind of true. Like that line with trash, Tom Cable is trash. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get ahead of ourselves too much. Like I think they need to, they need to show it against a, a real offensive line at some point. And, and not that they've been terrible, but like this was a big concern for us all the way through the season up to this point, they played a Tom Cable line. Surprise, surprise. They looked good. Like, let's see him do it again next week. 